Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. What a way to start the show off. Yeah. That's, and that, Scott. that has to be that has to be in our like blurb or whatever this week or something, man. That's just <laughs> it'll be in the video. Um welcome Scott. Scott. Scott, what's going on? What's going on, Scotty? Sorry, bud. Oh just just keeping it real over here. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, that's the only way. I've I've well, tried a lot of different ways. Turns yeah. out real is the only way. It's the only way. Well, it's the best way. Sure Safest way. It's the safest way. That's let's sure. uh, let's just offer my congratulations to you in person here. To the... Oh, dude, dude, Mike. Listen, yeah, he, honestly, he... honestly, it's just luck of the draw. Like, let's really call it what it is. There. I mean, you still had a great week. You had forty-eight points up. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm at forty-nine now. <laughs> by the way, forty. Oh, sorry about that. That where you landed. Went to bed you a did, little yeah. early. You landed at forty-nine. It's true. It's crazy. nine points. Uh, it is like that's quite the week, Mike. Like, it helps awesome. to have a shutout and three yeah, wins. Sh- yeah, Sorokin and uh, Sorokin and and Krill, Mr. Krill, Krill, yes, seven points, dollar bill, three goals, four bill, or how about oh, JT Miller? Another seven points there, six assists and a goal. Yeah, well, it was two over. sevens. It was over by the time he started scoring. So oh, it was okay. So JT Miller didn't matter. <laughs> I don't care about JT Miller. <laughs> Nobody does. And what about um, those Canucks right now, too, boys? Oh my yeah. god, they've turned it around fair, a fair bit. Nine and and five thing, right? in their last fifteen. We've just Nine hit the five quarter. One. We've just hit the quarter mark. That's the thing, right? You, people were getting a little ahead of themselves. And Scott, I know that's probably going to be a theme you want to revisit a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I think there was always time for the Canucks to turn it around. And it's exactly what they did. And there's definitely enough time. With a coach like Bruce Boudreaux and so much offense on that team, not terribly surprising that it, that it happened. Right? I mean, how can you not play for the guy? Period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, players coach, like, I mean, he lets the guys play. He lets he offensive guys do their thing and he just wants you to be responsible with the puck. And, and you know what's funny too? Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is I don't know if this is bragging. If it is, I'm sorry, because I don't intend for it to be bragging. Um, but ever since we had the interview with my uncle and he talked about how he they played together on the same team, and he basically reaffirmed the fact that Brudreau is exactly the kind of guy you think he is. He's fun and he's smart. And again, he's fun. And that's the part that really got to me that I like. I think Bujo is exactly how I picture him to be. Just a really nice guy. Probably, again, lots of fun. Knows exactly how to joke. Is legit funny. Um, so, yeah, I think. Uh, Looks good that, on and off the ice. Yeah, he does. He's Oh, that's true. It wasn't he voted. Was it number one? Uh, no, it was. No, uh, eh? That was somebody else. Okay. But still, that was an in- it was interesting when that came out. I didn't realize that was a thing. No, I think it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's It's very weird to say the least. Um, Scott, I'm sending it over to your way right now again. You know, this is the third goddamn time. Why don't you? I know it's supposed to be in my. Sorry, is it not in? Is that what's happening? You're not getting it. Oh, I'm inside there, bud. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Try not to plant. I think just don't lose it in there. (laughs) Keep it together. 
I'm here. I don't know, man. That, that, that sounds it. like a good start to the show right there. Sounds lobby. All right. Well, is that what we're doing? Are we in the show right now? Is that what happened? We just, Scott just flicked this in, hey, man. What you know how it works around here. We decide, we just kind of decide, pop in there whenever we're ready. All right. Well, then lead Could it off. Meow. Do it. Could be meow. Right, meow. Great, meow. <laughs> That's Folks, welcome to uh, episode six this week. Bienvenidos. We've got, we That's have a special guest with us today, a gentleman by the name of Scott. Scott, why don't you say Scott. hi? How's it going there, bud? Oh. That's a Canadian. On, That's a Canadian high right there. Very Canadian high. Yeah, uh, I should have. Absolutely. I should have put a little Cornwall on it. That's did, yeah. You know. You're. You there, there, could, you could. There, buds, there, buds. Hey, buds. How's it going there, buds? <laughs> there was this oh, whole thing man. we used to say when we were in high school, like, "Hey, buds, yo, buds, yeah. take leave nice. a message, buds." That's what it was. <laughs> it's a nice little cast you got here, buds. <laughs> oh, that is so Cornwall. Shout out Cornwall. How's it going? But yes, you gotta love it. Cheers to Cornwall. Cornwall, home of the Royals. What? Which we will talk oh, about yes. later on with Scotty because he oh, is yes. the owner of the Royals in our CFHL hockey pool. So we will get to that when we check our fanny. Check my fanny? Check the fanny? Should, yeah, check the fanny. Because there's three of us. Oh, I don't yeah. that now, that's that's a whole different show right there. So man. weird yeah. again. You could okay. you could just that's, do check that's, our our fanny. Check our fannies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why is that funnier? <laughs> why is why is fannies plural make it funnier? Check our check our fannies. <laughs> I mean, what's more fun than one fanny? Damn. Well, there it is. Logic, right? I mean, it's yeah. staring at you right in the face, really. It's because yeah. there's more than one. <laughs> you, get, you, you know what's more fun than one fanny? Three fannies. Three. <laughs> Three fannies. And that's what you're getting today. <laughs> well, I'm glad I was able to deliver, guys. Thank you very much. We can end the show. Thanks, right man. Now. Always you. leave them wanting yep. more. <laughs> Thanks again. See you next week. <laughs> we have nothing else to talk about. We got nothing. Show notes didn't work, this guys. Oh man. No, no thanks exact opposite. Me, yeah, thanks no problem. Super pumped that you're actually able to make the show and always love having you on. This is what your third time on the show? Fourth? Uh, I want to say there. three. Three. I see. What's more fun than one? Yeah, trips. Same thing. Trips. There you go. Um, but our first topic today around the boards, I think it's a team that we can all agree on. This is a surprise. It, right? This is Seattle Kraken. This is where we're at. This is a surprise. I don't think any of us understood that the, the Kraken were ready to take this much of a leap forward. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no. you're right. Do we think this is sustainable for this team the way it's currently constructed? Or do you see something happening around the midseason? You see trades coming up or something else? I mean, I mean, me you go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say I uh, I forget what you ju- had just said there, Marty, in terms of how you how you how you phrase them. I I think they're doing great. I'm not quite sure they're the. It's not sustainable past. Like they're having a Las Vegas year. Okay. In in a lot of ways, which was awesome. It was great, and I think yeah. it's a factor of. Um, I think I was saying saying to you guys earlier. I think it's a factor of the system, right? You got a bunch of guys who are who are um were picked up off off you know the expansion draft and then yeah. a couple of rookies and man they hit the lottery oh jesus did they ever though the nears but um you know i think it's uh it's going to be interesting if they how how far they can keep this going 
Um, and I'm not positive it's sustainable, to be honest. That's my the way own. it's constructed. Or do you do you think it's so now you've got like you're you're a bit hesitant to say that's sustainable because of the way the team is today. So that means is there something they could do in the midseason that would convince you that, it, you know what, if they do this going forward, this might actually work out. Uh, I I think it's actually more like other teams will figure them out. Ooh, that's okay. more what I'm thinking. Okay, so there's nothing they can do. Visit I mean, opponents are going to start to figure the things out. I think they, you know, is going to catch up to them. Obviously, they can go out and get some assets and stuff. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that's going to be the move to, like, I'd be surprised if they're making a push, right? Um, to do that, but um, you know, I've. I've been proven wrong twice in my life. So, I mean, there's Good always record. a chance. It's always a chance it could happen again to me. Um, I'm not betting on it, though. I'll tell you that. I like them does. a lot. They're fun to watch. Though. They are. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm bitter. They... <laughs> okay. Why are you bitter, though? Because <laughs> I'm a Sens fan. Is that the only reason? They're not even the same. They're not even the same. No, no. But, it, but to me, like. You have this team that is working really well in a system. I watched I've watched them a lot because of Beniers yeah. until recently was on my team. But yeah. um no, I watched them a lot. Later. They've got a great system. They're really good at at at, at that. Uh, Ottawa <laughs> seems to have no system. <laughs> and they're really bad at that. They've got paid um, players. That's what they have. That's their system. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um so yeah, no, I, I they're a fun team to watch though. I will give it. Yeah, I'll hand it over to Mike here to to carry the torch a little bit more. But I do have a couple couple points that I want to make about veneers maybe later on. About veneers specifically. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, when it comes to the Seattle, I mean, like Marty said off the top, I mean, it certainly is surprising where they're at right now. I would have to agree with Scott. I don't think it's sustainable. Um, I don't think they're going to fall off the map here either. Like, I actually do think, you know, they could be... I don't see them making the playoffs. I think this is still a team that's trending more towards building than yeah. kind of over that hump. And I guess yeah. I'll put it this way. They'll, they'll be sellers rather than buyers at the deadline. Ooh, you know what I mean? That's quick. That's soon. You think that well, you think I mean, the drop off is going to be that big that they're just going to be like, you know what? We weren't supposed to do anything well, this year anyways. Might as well pack it in early and, and see what we can get for value. Well, I mean, th think a couple of years back, whenever Doug Armstrong for the blues, he started making a couple of deals and, and kind of trying to get some assets. This and that he did. I don't, he didn't really think that they were going to make a run. And I, I don't know if that's the year that they won the cup, but they, they did make the playoffs. Okay. Now I'm not saying that Seattle's going to do that, make the playoffs that is right. but i do see them i do see them in the situation kind of i mean they're a second year team right right like th this this team isn't ready to win right now like okay. they're doing they're doing well and we I'm, i'll go over some numbers here shortly so and and the numbers do look good but i just don't i, I mean i just don't think that they'll be able to keep the pace that they're currently at right now Right, going so, for the rest of the year. Unsustainable. That, that, yeah. it, it, that that's what I'm getting to is the, okay. the pace that they're going at right now, which has been a great start for them. Yeah. I mean, let's. I'll shoot some numbers out here, boys. Yep. Twenty games played, twelve wins, five losses, three but three in overtime, for twenty seven points. They're at a six seventy five points percentage, uh, three point five zero goals four per game. So I mean, they're 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 healthily over 
three in regards to goals for per game. And that's pretty decent. Um, 2.80 goals against. So that's getting pretty close to balancing itself out there. Yeah. Um, 22.4 on the power play and 72.6 on the penalty kill. So they're trending and they're trending the right way. But I just don't think that this is necessarily going to be a situation where they find themselves at the deadline and here the Seattle Kraken are going to start being buyers at the deadline. I mean, yeah, when I, when I now if they're and and listen, guys, I mean, we all know how the, the, the deadline goes. Anybody, anything and anything can everything can happen like we never know who Gretzky got traded. Good idea. We, well, <laughs> exactly. Possible. We all have a good idea, but anything's possible. Yeah. So, I mean, they could find themselves in a situation where they're going to grab somebody with term and maybe he's on a good contract and he fits into their plans. Okay, that that type of buy, maybe. Right. But I'm not talking like, okay, we're the Seattle Kraken and we're ready to make a move here. I just don't think we're at that spot yet. So I'm, and I'm obviously shocking, right? I'm going to go in the opposite direction of, from both of you. I'm going to say it is absolutely sustainable if they do one thing. They get something better um, they're clearly going to be going in the direction of a 1A, 1B in terms of goalie. Jones has been doing pretty good so far. Not fantastic. He's given him the chance to win every night. That, for now, is enough. That, on the other hand, though, like, like you guys know and I know, uh, Grubauer is not the backup that you want moving forward if you want this to be successful, which, again, I do believe they're going... This is... I don't think the management expected them to be this good this fast. That I completely agree with. However, I, I disagree that they're going to be sellers. I disagree that it isn't sustainable so long as they do something. And I believe management would be welcoming the situation to be overachievers with wide open arms. And the reason for that is I'm going to point to Andre Burakovsky's contract. It's a five-year, no full no-movement clause at five and a half. You don't go out and sign somebody like that if you're looking to sell just to make yourself better when you've got a team that is, yes, potentially overachieving. However, all the pieces are there and it makes sense. And I think the only ma major hole, again, like I said, is the a better 1B. Maybe that's why they've been bringing up, bringing up uh, Joey Dakar, who's got the one win, but he's got four goals against, uh, how many shots against? 40. So he faced a lot of pucks that night, one night, right? Like maybe that's why they went and got, or brought him up. Who knows? But anyways, overall, I think, I'm going in the opposite direction. I think come the trade deadline, in my opinion, that's what they need. But I think they make a move and they try to continue so long as the record is roughly where they are now. Well, I, and if we're speaking of record here, I mean, they're in second place in the Pacific Division. They're fourth overall by points percentage, like I mentioned, uh, like I mentioned before, at 6.7 or 0.675. Right. Uh, their offense is sixth in the league. Defense yeah. is 10th. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're in good shape. Yeah. I just, and can, and, I, can and, I just, can I just say this? Yeah, go ahead. Man. Do we, do, do we all believe that Vegas right now? Cause we're going to talk about them in a second, but just, just to quickly jump in for a second. Do we guys, do you guys agree? Vegas is a team to be reckoned with and they're, they're a force. They're strong. They're for real. We believe in them. They got great offense. They got great defense. Correct. Oh, I, I would, I would agree. They're, they're definitely somebody to be reckoned with for sure. You're muted, Scott. <laughs> Unmute yourself, Scott. Aww. There you so, go. So, friend. Um, <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> so, yes, 100%. Las Vegas is always. They're, okay. They're, they're a tough so, team. So, can I just say the reason I'm pointing that out is that they have 80 goals for 
to Seattle 75, and they have 61 goals against to Seattle 60 with two more games played. Seattle is what Vegas is this year right now. That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, but okay, so not, right sorry, now. Sorry, that's a, that's a big wide brush. That's not entirely true. But I'm just saying when I'm looking at that, that's what I see. Go ahead. Scott. I'll, get, I'll give you the snapshot. Snapshot right now, That that's true. What I would say is, um, and I don't know how, how much you guys, we haven't talked about this. I don't know how much you guys take this this stat into, into uh, how much stock you put in this stat. But okay. I actually, I, I like it since I started introducing it, which is the goals uh, for per 60, goals against per 60, and okay. then expected versus their expected. Right. Right. And so let's take, let's start with Las Vegas since you brought them up. Okay. Their expected goal, their, sorry, their actual goals per 60 are 2.88. Okay. Guess what their expected goals per 60 was? Or I, something? I, I feel like it's probably, well, four, okay. I was going to say like 325, something like that. 2.88. They are like uh, right on exactly on there. You now, go. if you take their goals against per 60, you're looking at 2.2, but their expected goals against is 2.36. So they're pretty much where Whoa, they're... my chair just broke. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, damn. my, so my chair's right back on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep going. Got to make um, the show. <laughs> um, so they're pretty much as expected. Now, if you look over to uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. their goals per 60 are 2.97. Their expected goals per 60 is 2.57. So yeah. they're overproducing. Overachieving, yeah. And then goals against is 1.92 expected. Or, sorry, actual, 1.92. Wow. Their expected is 2.22. And so, you know, take whatever stock you want into, you know, expected goals against and all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But they are clearly overperforming, and that's where I think there's going to be a little bit. Um, no, they're not going to drop like a rock. No, but there's a back to reality a little bit. But there is a there's going to be a correction, I think. Yeah, and I don't think you're wrong about that. When you look at Andre Burakovsky, he's never uh, averaged a point a game in his entire career. He's currently doing exactly that. I'm not saying it's not possible for him. He's got the chops for it. Um, I, I just didn't really see him coming out so well as being the forefront of the offense. He's always been, you know, second line, third line, Washington and Colorado. It's always where he's been. Sometimes uh, through injuries, he gets thrown in the top line and he does really well. So you've always sort of like, oh, I feel like I need more from this guy. While you're getting more from him now, he seems to be, you know, actually doing well with it. But I, I, I don't know if I totally buy it. Like he's only playing 17 minutes and he's averaging a point a game. Really? I don't know. I don't know if I buy into it, but maybe again, maybe this is how good the system is. Maybe this is how good Haxall's really got this, this team playing. I don't know. Well, listen, Ollie Crow, if this actually does, does continue because with that tandem in net, I mean that alone right there. I mean, I'm sorry, Martin Jones. Yeah. Like, like, listen, I'm not trying to completely like, you know, throw this guy underneath the bus, but I mean, his best days are behind him and his best days weren't like elite there either. You know what I mean? So just, just with the goaltending alone. And I mean, on top of that, Marty, you and I have been talking about this all year long. The way they've been dealing with Shane, right? is just yeah. ridiculous. And, yeah. and, and listen, I, I, I hear that the plan for this guy is he's going to stay down in the A in what in about a week and a half he's going to get called to the world juniors and he's going to be in that bubble for the next you know three four weeks yeah so 
And, and if, apparently once the juniors are over, he goes back to the O. Now, of course, Kingston's going to have to facilitate a trade because he's not going to be going back to Kingston. He's going to go to a team that's going to go to the Memorial Cup, obviously. Right. So, or going to make a run for it anyway. Yep. So that that alone, if that is going to go down, I I just think it's it's better for the kid. I I mean, oh yeah, for buddy, sure. You said it. You said it time and time again that playing eight minutes a night. I mean, and I think he's only played seven games. That's right. So I mean. That's I, mean, it's just, I, I, I understand. How, that how, how is that developing? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I understand there's a point to being around players. There's a point to being in NHL games. I do get that. But when you're not actually in NHL games, when you're not actually being utilized, when all you're really doing is spending most of your time practicing with the team, there's only so much you can grab from that when there's so much more you can do in the minors and the AHL somewhere where you can get consistent playing time. And that's exactly what's happening now. Why did why did they need to delay that? Scott, you got any thoughts on that? I was just laughing to myself because um, you were like, well, it's good for, you know, I understand it, you and I know you don't agree with this, this take, but the idea that, you know, it's good for him to be around the players and it's good for him to be around the games. Well, the trainers are also around the players and also around sure. the games yeah. and they're not developing as hockey players. So <laughs> I would say, I would say they've, I don't know what the plan was here, whether they, I, I wonder actually whether Seattle didn't think they were going to be as good as they are. And as a result, like, how do you work right into that? You know, when you've got when you've got a that's a good point. Got a good thing going. Who do you take out? What do you move around? Um, but I, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that he's probably going back, back yeah. to um, back to the O or wherever he gets traded to because he needs he he needs some ice time. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's got like what four goals in three games in the A. Yeah. Oh man, and his goals have been very like, nice. He's clearly no, head and shoulders a- above them too. So. But and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like okay, so now I know he can't play uh, in the A. He, the only reason he's down in the AHL is because of a conditioning stint. And I, if I'm not mistaken, there is some kind of rules that he he actually can't play in the A uh, for the year or anything like that. Like he can't stay there, which is why he'd be going back to the OHL after the World Juniors. He yeah. can stay down there for uh, I think a two week period or a 14 day period. Okay, but he can't he. he he can't play in the A all year. So listen, okay. At, at the present moment, you did the best that you could in the situation that, that in my eyes, you put him in and you know what? Maybe Scott is right. Maybe Seattle kind of came into this year and said, yeah, Wright's going to make the team and he's probably going to play, you know, second line or whatever. And then here we are, they end up, you know, and, and I, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, maybe, maybe the plan was to have him play fourth line minutes. I, why? I don't know. But yeah. maybe maybe that is the case. Maybe they thought they were still going to be, you know. Is there a benefit? The league, so is there speak? a benefit to what they did to him in the for the first uh, quarter? Nope. No way. No way. What what was the nope. what was where's the pop point to me where the positive was given what we know and what we saw now that with now hindsight's 2020, you look back. Was it a smart move? Yes or no? No. No, no. for me. No, it's disgusting. What? No. Come on. <laughs> smart, smart enough. Smart and it's enough. exactly call the smart enough line. This yeah. is what I mean. Like, that's why this is completely unnecessary, but it's difficult to get angry at the same time because the team is doing so well. And I think Scott's point is probably the closest to the reality of the situation. They did not expect 
the Kraken to be this good this fast. And it was difficult to decide what's best. And so there was kind of scrambling a little bit. And then Hacksaw in his mind was like, mm, I, this is what I need to do for now until we figure out what we're going to do with this kid. And then they finally came up with, the, uh, decided to send him down. So I, I think, Scott, I think you nailed it on that on the head there. And that's, that's exactly what was going on. That'd be, that'd be my opinion anyways. Do you guys know, so he's played seven games. Yeah. I and always thought the magic number was nine and that's when you blow yeah, the contract. Uh, a year. Yeah. A, Entry yeah. Level. So, yeah. So he's at what, seven. What, once he plays his 10th game. Yeah. Once he plays his 10th. So You're there's right. no way he's going to get there. They're no. going to, they're, they're going to keep it at that. And then yeah. they keep, he's not coming back. Smarter move. They have to do that. Absolutely. And he's going to enjoy the rest of the year. He's going to get better. He's going to learn some stuff. Maybe it's funny because at the beginning of the season, I was I was giving a lot of credence to the concept that maybe this is a way of getting him to tone down his ego because we all saw what happened when he wasn't picked first overall and then started seeing some antics in the practices and stuff like that in the pregame or a preseason and stuff like that. So maybe that was a message. Maybe it was a harsh match. You know what, kid? You're going to stick around because it's going to feel pointless for you. You're going to you're going to figure out that you're not the center of attention. You could be, but you need to bring it down. Maybe that's what the point of this was to really publicly embarrass him a little bit and make him go, okay, I need to step back because this could be taken away from me at any given point. So that's, that's also a possibility. <laughs> a little harsh, but I, I would, well, yeah. And, and, and I was just going to say, I hope that isn't the play on, on Seattle's part. Like, I mean, okay. Even if, even if, they felt the same way and they were like, ah, you know, I don't know, but is that like, first of all, why, why would they even pick him? Oh, I still know, got the talent. Know, those, those, Attitude aside, still got the talent. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you're going to be, you if you're going to be upset about his attitude, then why would you draft him? I, I get that. But I think because he's such a big talent, you take it. And I honestly don't think anybody really, I hadn't heard anything about his attitude being an issue leading up to the draft. So that was new. Oh, me neither. Me neither. The way he reacted. I didn't expect that. And so I, I get me a feeling, either. I see, that's what I mean. I get the feeling many of us, if not all of us, were kind of taken back by his, the way, his demeanor, the way he came off a little bit childish and the whole bit. So, so uh, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say I kind of liked it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cause, good. Cause here's the thing, man. Everybody hyped him up forever. Imagine being in true. that position where you're hyped up as like true number one, blah, blah, blah. And then you're dropping like drop, drop. Drop. Yeah. I, I kind of, no, like, I mean, obviously, I don't like seeing guys act childish, but what I will say is he wanted that. He yes. wanted it. Yeah. Now he's got something to prove. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, this year is not the year to prove it, <laughs> but he's got something to prove. Yes. And I think in the long run, he'll be, will be, you know, in five years from now, I would like to look at this draft again and say, where does yeah. everybody go? Because I think that'll be an interesting, interesting kind of way to look at it. So hopefully he turns it around. Not the least, uh, the least reason is uh, I've got him as my future star. So <laughs> yeah, that would be, that helps. That'd be that'd be super good if he uh, moved this super. around. But <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Or sorry, I don't necessarily disagree with him giving the stare down at the draft. What I didn't like was how how he took it down another level and started acting up in practices in the preseason. That's where I saw, that's where it changed my opinion of what I saw at the draft night. Had he just done the stare at draft night, I would have been fine with it. That's got, that's a competitive edge. And I like that. You want that. 
you do want to see it tamer a little bit, but that you get that maturity, you get that eventually. It's no problem. You can get, he can grow into that. It's okay. It guarantees you though, that he's got that chip on his shoulder, which is generally speaking, usually a good thing, especially for all-stars people who've got the talent who can do something with the chip on their shoulder. They tend to do exactly that. And Shane Wright could do exactly. And I believe that's what you're seeing with these highlight real goals and where he's playing right now. Like he's, he's owning the league. So again, I don't mind it. But I think the the baby bullshit that we saw in preseason, you know, like where he was laying on the ice and Zamboni guy had to like beg him pretty much like, come on, get off. And he's just like, okay, kid, grow up. This is the NHL. You don't act like that. And I now the more we've talked about it and more we've gotten it out, I really feel like that there's a strong chance. There's a 50-50 chance that that's what they did to him in those seven games. They brought him down a peg. And got him ready for what for his next adventure. And then, you know, maybe next year, oh boy, look out. He's going to, when he does, when the team tells him, go, fucking fly, kid, he's going to. I, I do really believe that. He's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. Tacking on to what Scott said really quickly, and then I'll, I'll leave the, uh, uh, the Seattle Shane Wright saga here. I mean, <laughs> During the pandemic, he lost a year of of uh, of hockey. So, yeah. I mean, he, this kid kind of hasn't had his his big moment. Now, I'm not saying that the kid is just dying for it. But what I like about this potential plan here, him going to the juniors after that, he goes back to the OHL. Like if I mean, we all see we all do realize the guy does have something to prove a little bit. Right. I mean, and and, and I would have to assume that the kid himself is like listen like i want to i want to prove to everybody that i should have been taken one end of story done so he goes back there he dominates i mean this is this is actually to me it's perfect for him because he's getting the year that he lost down there now yes it's a little bit jumbled and maybe a little bit different than your prospect would normally go through his his early career but you know what go down there he's probably he's gonna end up on a great team dominate for them I mean, do it what uh, uh, Bedard is doing right now. Just go oh. out there and dominate. <laughs> like, like he's been up to the big show. We see what he he's done in the A. Goes down to the OHL. Just go down there and absolutely just tear one into them. Just yeah. uh, go down there completely and utterly dominate the OHL playoffs. With that said, Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah. right along. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to jump into our second team from our, for around the boards, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, this we we could look at the Vegas Golden Knights in in many different ways. Um, you can look at this from a from a, a Bruce Cassidy standpoint, uh, where it's him who's made the biggest change for this team. He is the reason why this team has has not just solidified themselves as once again a, a, basically a perennial. Uh, top five best team in the league threat. But this year seems like they've got a couple extra reasons to feel like, you know what? We're probably not just going to be really good in the regular season. We're probably going to be really good in the playoffs because I don't know where they have a hole. Where is their issue that needs addressing on any front? Fellas? Well, Scott, if I may interject here, I was on a pod. I was on a podcast earlier on this year. It was a prediction show. Kraken Knights. And 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 I will I will have to own up to this. I am so eating crow on this right now, guys. <laughs> I predicted on that show that 
the Vegas Golden Knights would miss the playoffs. Oh. Now, hold now, boys, boys, uh-uh. hold on, hold We've on. all made mistakes, hold Mike. Hold on, that, hold on, dude. Mistake. First guy to first guy to own up to it right here. But I, what mistakes. I will say, hmm? it, it is embarrassing, actually. <laughs> but you know what? Let's move on from that. No, I don't want it. The thing for me was I I wasn't sure about the goaltending. I mean, we knew going into That's the year fair. that Ro- that Robin Lehner was out for the year, and listen, it was a it was a good small sample size from Logan Thompson last year. Mm-hmm. The the numbers weren't too bad. I just couldn't put my faith into that, and seeing that team missed missed the playoffs last year, I I just wondered if they had. If they, if they had the medal to get it done. Now, the defense was always there. That's a pretty deep defense in all reality. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, you know, I could have, you, you could be thinking of it from that angle as well, that that could have insulated any goaltender anyway. And at true. And at the end of the day, you still do have a potent attack, but I just wasn't sure about the goaltending and I wasn't sure if it was going to let them, let them down. Now, having said all of that, Logan Thompson <laughs> has come in there and absolutely solidified Gimme. that goaltending position Mine. like 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 no other i mean he's exactly what that team needs they, they don't need elite goaltending they don't need a the next second coming of patrick Waugh or Brodeur or hasek here i mean they're a good team they're a solid team and alluding to uh, uh eichel earlier on in in our uh in our show i mean this guy is back to where he belongs. Yeah. I mean, we were all wondering if this was going to come back to this. Right. At some point, you kind of assume Eichel was going to figure it out because there was no way that much talent was going to stay quiet for too long. And Jack Eichel essentially has found a home in Vegas. And it's nice, you know, it's nice to say that once you've been given the big contract, but do you back it up with game? And Jack Eichel has done exactly that, like absolutely owning this team. This He is the centerpiece of this team for offense, which has a plethora of it, really. They do. They've got several angles that they can reach at. Most notably, they're, they're OGs. They're, they're line of Marcheseau, Carlson, and uh, Riley. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, Riley Smith. Um, those three make sure that you've got something to build around no matter what. But then when you throw in the likes of Stone and Eichel, Pertangelo, Theodore, uh, you've got a lot of pieces that just do take you that next level because those guys can do it on their own. Um, and then when you've got the emotional support of a Phil Kessel on your team where literally the entire league is pulling for this guy no matter what, I don't care who you are, I don't care what team you're playing for, there is a part of you that is pulling for the hot dog man himself, you want him to do well, you see him doing well, you see him doing things like thousand his 1000th game, uh, still actually able to produce to a degree, I mean the guy is obviously not going to be playing as many minutes as he's used to, he's up to around two and a half per game, but he's producing, He's so far he's produced eight points in 23 games and um he's just that emotional boost that you need as a team i think especially in the playoffs there's something else that comes in and gives you that extra kick in the ass let's do it for phil that's enough for the boys to rally around um and get a cup for phil yes he's already got one but god wouldn't it be fun to win a cup with phil kessel in vegas tell me that wouldn't be one there's of the number a, one. There's that's amazing. It's amazing. Not enough. Not enough hot dogs in the there's world. Not a, <laughs> like, that that, that night. Awesome. That night's gonna be pure hot dog. That's gonna be dangerous. They're gonna have to close Vegas down when that happens. I. You know what? I think I. I'm gonna give Mike 
I'm going to give Mike a pass here on that prediction. Last year was filled with injuries. So what what are you trying to figure out? How are they, like, last year wasn't real. Was the year before real? Probably a little closer. But last year was a mess. And then you start the season, you're like, okay, number one goalie, gone. Um, You know, and they go out, they put in, they put in a, a rookie and they get Aiden Hill and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a great team. No problem. <laughs> no problems. I can't see any issue here. And I love Phil, but when you add it into the team, you're yeah. not like, oh yeah, well, direct, yeah. direct. Championship team. Yeah. Send them, send them straight to the champion. But that is a team that um, consistently they come out, they play hard, they play well. I think they have a really good fan base. I think they love being the first professional sports team in Vegas. Yeah. And um good point. I and Mark Stone, what are you gonna say about Mark Stone? Like all of your leaders are back this year. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and like and and what I think is really interesting is it just proves like, you know, is Logan Thompson is he playing like this on another team? I don't know, but Good question. That, that D in front of them helps, well, and 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 that's something I was going to mention as well. I mean, you alluded it to to it, Marty. I believe you mentioned Cassidy earlier on, and you know, when I was when I'm sitting there making that prediction, and I'm kind of kicking myself because you know at the at the time I'm making the prediction, Cat like Cassidy was a coach. It wasn't like they were without a coach or anything like that, and. You know, him coming from Boston, I think we can all agree he he definitely has a more defensive minded uh, uh, structure to his teams, if you will. And, you know, yeah, there, there was still a risk in 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 figuring out Thompson. Is, is he going to do what he's doing now? Is he going to kind of regress a little bit? But, you know, Cassidy coming in there, I mean, th- this team's in a good spot with him right now. And. and I, I feel they've insulated Thompson pretty good and not like, and it's not like he's actually needed the, you know, that buffers, if you will, he's played really well this year. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, you'd mentioned it earlier, like Thompson has, like, Thompson has the ability to be that. You said like he, he's, he's not, um, uh, what's the word you use? Uh, he's not the an elite. That's the word. He's not an elite goaltender, right? Like, like, and that's and you're not wrong. Like, to be, I think, to be an elite goaltender, you need a few years of doing it. Then you can be classified as an elite goaltender. You can't just walk in one year and and you know save save a season for sure, uh, and then push yourself through the playoffs. Like, was Ken Dryden uh, an elite the year after he won the cup in his first year? That's when you started having that 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 question for sure because it's justified. Then for now, Logan Thompson is not on that same playing field at all. However, his goals against is better than some elite goaltenders that were people that we would consider to be elite goaltenders like uh, Shesterkin. His goals against is better than him. Uh, his save percentage is actually uh, it's in I think it's seventh or eighth in the league. Um, better again, better than Shesterkin. So he's playing this year better than Chesterkin. So if Chesterkin is actually absolutely an elite goaltender, which I, I think at this point we would all agree that yes, he is. He's one of the top in the league. Thompson is outplaying him right now, not by much, but he is. So what I'm getting at is that by the end of the season, 
I do think he has the chops to have to keep this going. If it's the system or not, at the end of the day, we've got to give him props because if we don't, that means Martin Brodeur doesn't belong in the Hockey Hall of Fame because Brodeur had a benefit, like we all know, of the system in front of him. So if that's the same thing, which it is, then Thompson deserves some credit here. And I do think this is who he is. I think he's a legit goaltender. It gives Vegas a nice little problem to have by the end of the season, but it is what it is. It's a nice problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm again, I'm a sense fan. I would kill for this problem. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, especially you know, Talbot's not doing too bad for you guys though, now that he's back from injury. No, we can't we can't talk favorably after just two wins in a row. I'm not going to. I'm not ready. Not That's ready. Good. You shouldn't. Nobody should. <laughs> Scott's team is the I, I, Sens, by the way, their fans. I'm just not sure about DJ Smith. That's oh the, that's God. the situation for me. I don't know. I I just don't know. So I, I don't think he, I don't think he's the guy to take you over the hump. So what have I what have I said to you basically after what do I text you after pretty much every game? <laughs> Fire DJ Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I had a conversation with someone who knows a thing or two about hockey. He's he's pretty well connected in fact and i'm not going to name drop or anything it's nobody famous at all it's just a guy who's an opinion. <laughs> yeah oh i wish oh, call me Connor. anyways <laughs> he made a good <laughs> he made a good point he said so dorio just signed smith to a contract in the offseason and if anything he doesn't want to say he doesn't want to look stupid especially so close to after being so excited in the offseason. So I think he holds on to Smith just for that reason alone, just to save face. But I do agree. Smith is the issue. This team is not the issue. I'm not sure he has a lot of face to save after he did the whole rebuilds over. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. What an idiot. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Let's not go back to that. Let's not. That was pathetic. Things you should never say. Well, yeah, that's... You only do that after you've won the cup. Sure. Rebuild. We're good. There there you go. That's that's that. Yeah, that's right. You just, that's perfect timing for that. But I don't, I don't disagree. Like I, I think as a management now, whoever ends up being the management, who knows at this point, but as a management team, you need to, I do think you need to kind of take one on the chin and make and push for this move because Smith is absolutely the problem. And we've just passed uh, the quarter mark of the, of the season. You're running out of time. If this season goes in the toilet, uh, Giroux is playing very well, but I wonder how good, how much of like what he's doing right now is sustainable within this season, if not next. And sure enough, in, in his last season in the third, if he plays the, the, the third year of this contract. So you don't have the luxury of time. I think it's, you know, very much now or never uh, and by now i mean like you've got a short maybe month window to 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 get rid of him and bring in somebody better yeah i'm just you know what i'm jealous of montreal and the let's just bring in st louis and see oh, like man. all i need let's just bring oh, in alfredson let's get them get him oh wow and uh, alfie and gonna... spezza behind the bench that'd yeah, be cool that would be, that'd be cool <laughs> and yashin and dig. Oh my god. Oh my god, stop. That's enough. No, no, we're still paying that guy's salary. Probably have to throw a draft <laughs> pick to the Leafs for uh Spezza. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He's up there. We'll He's give you a job. fifth. He's a we'll special give... assistant. <laughs> special something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Oh. Um 
sorry, do we circle back to Vegas? Do you guys have anything, anything, any lasting thoughts on Vegas? Why they're so good? I think they just got like a pet, like it's in the pedigree of that team. Like right now, anyway, they got good coaching. I love that move they made adding um, with the coaching chance. I think that's great. And, um, you know, I, I just think they're clicking now. Who knows? You know, if you got to stay, you got to stay out of the injuries. Yeah. Um, Petrangelo's off right now. Um, but yeah, is he? I mean, it's just look at my. Oh, it's data. Okay, just your basic day to day. Um, you're right. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like I'm 45. I live my life day to day. I'm day to day on the injury reserve. Well, he's expected to be out until December 1st. That's uh, Thursday. You're fine. Okay. I know. Okay, I, I, I got to sit him. If he's out for that many days, don't I got to sit him? Like he's going to miss one, two. I don't think you two. can anymore, bud. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're past the. Uh... No, I can. Watch. What do you mean Let's you can? Let's see. There. No, no. You, your lineups are locked, buddy. Oh, no, yeah, you're but... right. That's a different week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I'm going to lose again. Oh, no, and it's the Scott. Yay. <laughs> Although I didn't lose last week, I lost. Uh, it was a tie, but I didn't deserve that tie either. Anyways, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, one, sorry. So one. Th- now I forget what it was. I had one final thought about Vegas. Oh, that's what it is. Um, you mentioned it, injury, and it's true. Uh, and you also mentioned the fact that you know, let's talk about Mark Stone, and that's also true. And I think that's a big reason why this team is as successful as it is. Now, can they win without him? I do believe they can. Cassidy is that good. His system is that good. He can figure it out. He can, they're very, this team has proven that they can shift really well, which is not only important in life, but apparently very important in hockey. Um, You need to be able to adapt, change, but keep the same goal in mind uh, with the same concept, the same system. And that's exactly what Cassidy brought to this team. So I think all of the pieces are there to continue to succeed because I do feel at some points, don't you got to imagine he's going to go down at some point. It's a back injury. I, I don't see him not getting injured again at some point in this season, or am I just being pessimistic? Oh, I mean, that's been a back issue for quite a while there. So, I mean, if I own Stone in in any kind of fantasy, I would expect him to miss games every year, really, to be honest with you. But yeah, I don't think he's actually had a full season where he hasn't missed a game. So, uh, Scott, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) There were two Scots. There were two images. And then Scott's just shaking his head. I I don't know. I just figured you guys gave me the boot. Nope. You're we like, don't. that last comment was terrible. He's out. No, oh, <laughs> no, we're good. No, we didn't lose you. We gained one. That's how much we liked the last comment. <laughs> Bring in another one, just like him. <laughs> you know what? You Can I make one last point about our two, yes. two teams we've been focusing in yes. on? Which I think is a crazy stat. And I don't actually, I would love somebody to talk who's smarter than me to tell me how this is. We're here. Vegas and Seattle's away records are like, crazy vegas is nine one and one. Oh wow Seattle seven one yeah whoa like, that is pretty nuts good Both point of these teams just hit the road i mean it makes sense if you live in vegas and you get out of vegas it's probably good for you once in a while <laughs> you can but, focus <laughs> it lets you focus <laughs> but um but seattle <laughs> yeah, seattle i don't know like that what's up with that and maybe they're but, just happy to get out of the rain 
That's the it. There it is. But I think that's a great point, Scott, because I've always believed that a great team has a great road record. I think that's the the key to being not just great in regular season, but again in the playoffs. If you if you can show that you can win on the road, man, are you going to be tough? Because you can figure out things at home. You always can, but it's it's on the road where it's supposed to be harder, and that's crazy. Thanks for bringing that up, Scott. That is a the crazy only, stat. The only team in the East that's in that category is New Jersey. That's right. Nine, shocking. And look at their home record, nine and three. Like that's disgusting. Oh my god, they're a whole other. Oh, the Devils yeah. are playing sweet right now. Man. I love the Devils, man. Like, I know they're Tom, fun to watch. Tom, you're an OG, and we'll give you the respect. Don't worry about that. But I'm just saying, I'm not yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. ship on my Oilers. I still love my Oilers, but New Jersey is just sexy as hell right now. <laughs> you gotta love them, man. Like the whole team, top to bottom. I didn't like what their fans did the other day, but I don't know that I would necessarily blame them. I also give it to them. This is the same fan base that, uh, in a chant, apologized. Yes, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that is so much respect, and I gotta love that so much, man. I really, you you gotta love New Jersey. Yeah, they're (laughs) unpredictable at best. Yeah, you either get a beer can. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We're sorry. We're sorry sorry. for throwing the beer can. Made a mistake. (laughs) That'll be the next game. (laughs) We wanted you fired, but we've changed our mind. Oh man! Well, okay. So speaking of which, just for now, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna have a, a word from our sponsors, DraftKings, and we'll be right back. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can enjoy just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That wasn't enough excitement. You can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win and how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and we're back. Check my, my fanny. Well, wait a minute. Wanna, I don't no. want to check this one. I, no, I, I don't no, want anybody it, checking my fanny. No, it's check Scott, our are you checking my fanny? <laughs> I've, I, what? Who, it's not my first going? time. It's not my Ooh, first time. Oh, my, oh, my, my there lord. There we go. There. <laughs> to a new low. Excellent. Well done, <laughs> Scott. Two, two good lag after dark. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man, we're in trouble here. So, folks. I, I, here, here are the scores from last week I don't want to, to get this. this taken care of. 38-38, Brigands and Cougars, so even up. The yeah. Apocalypse come back on the last night, 39-38 against the Buccaneers. The Demons have a modest two-game winning streak going on. Take a 51-44 victory over the Pawn Hogs. And Scott, last but not least, the Royals fall to the Dragons 49-58. Terrible. I know. I've got nothing to say. Can I just point one it's, thing out? Oh Jesus! Sure. What's gonna happen? The team that traded away McKinnon won this week. <laughs> That's <yeah. laughs> and the trade team that got McKinnon lost this week. There it is. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying we should judge the trade fully on this particular window, but not how I thought. Want saw to... it playing out. Yeah. No. I don't know. You may want to flip him. I mean, I don't know which. Yeah. Well, but... Yeah. Let's I've talk. got a bucket of balls for you, Scott. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> so, boys, a lot of trades this week in the uh, fantasy Busy. pool. 
busy, busy. Yeah. The, uh, the front runners are definitely, uh, getting themselves set up and bolstering their lineups here over the last week. We've got the, I, uh, have you seen, oh, go ahead, Scott, go ahead, Scott. I, no, no, I'm just curious. Cause like, so it kind of surprised me that, um, just the chain reaction that happened coming out this early at the, at the Thanksgiving mark, right? Like in the U S Thanksgiving mark. I I'll blame yourself, man. I know. Yeah. Man. That's what I was going to ask next. Like, are you like, are it's you like throwing um... yourself under the bus because it, you're no, 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 no. I had to do this. Listen, listen, actually, no, it's I... Tom. It's Tom. I'm right? the trendsetter. Yeah. Okay. You are. Okay. You guys copied. <laughs> yes, we yeah. did. I have no problems admitting to that. <laughs> but, it, but it is early. Don't you think? Like, yes, it interesting. is. I agree. I'm, uh, I'm... I'm not comfortable with it. No, it's, it's, it's something, but yeah, well, tons it, of trades. It's it's born out of the fact that we can't go out and get anybody between the beginning yeah. of October and yeah. the middle yeah. of January. It forces so the trades. Th- this is our way of picking up somebody off the quote unquote free agent list. Yeah, when there is none. So, I mean, case case in point. I mean, if we had a free agent and it was like an, a daily pool. I mean, Christ, somebody would have grabbed Tuck already, but for, for this exercise, I mean, hell yeah, I would have made that move, grab Tuck, get rid of yeah. Paul. Yeah. So, you know, and, and. Okay. So should we, sorry, it, before we go for, should we talk about the trades, all of them that were done? You want to take them? Do we want to dissect them a little bit, go one by one? Because you just mentioned Tuck and I've got, I want to talk about that, about that trade, but that's not the biggest trade. That's not even the well, biggest let's go trade. Over it. Okay. Okay. So, is right. your is your would you would you say yours no. is the biggest trade? What? Are you, you really kidding me? So? Mine. Right, you are you joking? Come on. I'm uh, I'm trying dude, to keep up. Drake ba- Drake yeah. Batherson and Alex Peterangelo, two huge pieces. You're going to be playing every week. We're, we can just stop it. Stop it. Stop okay. it. All right. Then. It's, it's McKinnon. Gonna... That was the biggest okay, one. Uh, well, that right? was the biggest. But that was the... but we, we we mentioned that we mentioned that last week. Last week. We're not going right. to mention that again. We can't but keep getting the started all of this. This yeah, yeah. time for God's but sake. But I'm grouping it together because that was the trigger. That's why. That's what happened. But okay, oh, that's COG. That's COG. That's right. This is okay, the so Billy Vanilli week. I would go. I would. I'd say the apocalypse getting Zabanajed is, or is it getting Alex Tuck? Because I know Alex Tuck maybe doesn't bring the kind of spotlight that uh, Zabanajed does, or. You know what? He brings more than Batherson and, P- and Pietangelo. Um, Tuck? Maybe? But you, you also have Gostabert, whatever. Gost yeah, Bear. Ghost. Like, yeah. Ghost. I, <laughs> I think uh, I think you made... I think those... Listen, all of these trades just, just brought everybody up another level. For I'm, sure. I'm honestly surprised. I, I really I I looked at my trades as being pathetic little moves. That's that I that's <laughs> oh, how the rest of the league looked at no. it. Just because that's how I, I mean, looked at like these are clearly just me trying to keep up because my team can't, but I've got to do something. So you mean to tell me that you would not protect Drake Batherson? No, he is going to be protected because my team is so goddamn old. I have to start protecting some younger players. That's why I got Batherson. Yeah, I don't 100%. believe Batherson okay. is necessarily going to do anything this year. He could. But I'm keeping okay. him for the future so I can drop an older guy because I can't well, do I'm it glad in the draft. To, well, I'm glad to hear you say that because my next question was going to be: You spent a lot of money here, man. Yes, like, I why know. Did you spent or That's a lot of draft capital. But but 
I'm okay with spending a first rounder as long as I'm protecting that player. It, yes. I, I, I can justify that. I agree. I, I agree. can justify spending a first, but I got to protect them. Yes. So the mm-hmm. fact that you got, and, and dude, we talked about Batherson at length. This I is an 80, 80 point guy. Yes. When things are set in stone there and yes. everything's kind of settled in Ottawa. Yeah. You're, you're looking at like an 85 point guy and that's almost a lock. I agree. Yeah. So it's, it's just not this year. <laughs> it's when Smith leaves. <laughs> And we get our St. Louis. Sorry, we get our St. Louis. Like, I, all of a sudden, I'm a Sens fan. So, yeah, welcome. Well, Sorry. Let's, <laughs> let, let's, run, let's run it down for the listeners here, guys. So, the Apocalypse get Mika Zabinajad, Oof. and he get and the Demons get a second-round entry in 2023-24, uh, and a sixth-round entry in 25-26. Yeah. That was followed up by Marty making his deal with Tom for Shane Gothisbeer. Tom gets a fifth round entry in 25-26. And then Marty goes out and makes another deal for Batherson and Peter Angelo. He gives the uh the Pawn Hogs, Jason's team, a first round entry in 26-27. So there is some time to recruit yes. that or buffer that. Yeah. And also a third round entry in 27-28. And because I didn't want to get left out to the wind here, <laughs> I too. went and picked up Al- Alex Tuck. For a fourth round entry in 23-24 and a second and a second round mid in 23-24. Worth every uh, bit. That is a good move. And and then the box. And you know what? Listen, I, I, I gotta give it to your dad. I mean, he I think he's sitting with Me something too. like a two and four and one record or whatever yeah. it is. That's ballsy. He, props he went out, the, spent props a, of the box for spent, sure. Spent spent a first round midseason in 22-23. A first round midseason in 24 25 and Mackenzie Weger in return for Philip Ronick, who's actually having a really great year right now. Yeah. He's pretty much supplanting uh, C- Cider for uh, now. I still think Cider's going to get the, 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 the better, yes. the better ice time at the end of the day. But right now, Ronick's getting it. Yeah. And just to boot, he gets uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov as well. So definitely a guy that he can put into the lineup. A nice plug and play there. What I like about it, it shows that the Bucks, like you mentioned, even though his record would suggest that maybe you start to fizzle out. No, He's Bucks in. are like, screw He's that in. shit. We're in. Because Netsov is not a guy that you go after if you think you're going to lose a season. He's a guy you go get to bolster your lineup to hopefully get yourself back into things. Because the good thing about his division, while it has Scott, there's not much more competition for him. So might as well do everything you can to try and catch up to Scott. Who knows what the season will have. Look at what happened last year where he came back at the backhand of the season to catch up to, to Tom and end up actually taking first in, first in that division. So like you said, kudos to the Bucks, uh, my dad, for, for not giving up on the season a quarter of the way in. I also think, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's like um, the actual... You know, often and this is no disrespect to the Bucks, but oftentimes you make a trade to get a leg up, right? Yeah. If he didn't make that trade, like it would not. And I'm not saying his team's bad, nothing like that. Um, I'm just you had to make the trade to keep stay competitive. Yeah. Um, I I was a little oh. surprised to be honest, because I I. I didn't know if that's I don't I didn't know where he was going to land on that and I knew there were still some players available um but he you know you had to make that trade you have to make you have to you have to show that you're competitive 
you have to show that you're going to go for it. Well, I mean, if he doesn't make that move, right? I mean, you're totally running away with the division. Done. I mean, it's over. Like, and, you know, within a couple of weeks here, I mean, it'll be null and void. I mean, you'll be taking that division lock, stock, and barrel. So, yeah. But I, th- and that's what's admirable about this move. It's that he's, n- he's not giving the division to Scott. Scott he's saying, Scott, you're going to have to earn it one way or another. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's I, not going to be. I don't know why he would do that to me. Like he didn't have to do that. To me. He like he's a nice, he's a nice no. guy. I, I know mean, I've known him for a long to time. To his core, to his core, he can't stand you. He says yeah, so many times. He calls you. House... He doesn't even his call house... you Scott. He calls you Steve all the time. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Blood> fair. <laughs> his, his house always had great sandwiches. I don't know. I don't know why he would do that to me. They still do. They still do. They always have great. <laughs> Really good ingredients. Sandwich really can be good sandwich anytime, anytime. It's awesome. No, I, I, I love that this, all the trades that happened this week. Now, the other factor that I think is, I have been thinking about this all week, is does this happen in a non-Connor Bedard year? Oh, that's a well. Hold, hold on a angle. second. Oh, what? In in in, in in regards, no, no. In regards to this whole Connor. Bedard thing. I mean, looking at our our draft picks here for the upcoming, like I mean, I don't know if you guys have really looked at this. I can tell you who doesn't our, have a draft pick. <laughs> well, I I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the Apocalypse have the Royals' first round entry draft pick next September. The Pawn Hogs have their own. Oh yeah, it's insane. the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers, the Brigands, the Cougars. And the dragons. <laughs> so he's got five first round picks. Uh, he's getting Bedard. I'm like, well, it, I mean, if Jason doesn't get, listen, <laughs> oh my god, if Joel, if Joel oh. gets Bedard, <laughs> like, listen, I don't say this. Fuck me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't swear much on this podcast, but fuck me if Joel gets this guy because I swear to God, he so, almost to, got it like, the last time, right? Two points. I mean, Remember what I said? Uh, Remember what I said about this? I'm like, I gotta, I can't this particular year because I knew he had my pick. I'm like, I can't bottom out. Like, I gotta go hard. That yeah. was my oh, <laughs> thinking. Dude, I'm like, I don't want to lose I, that. I am more than fine with that. I, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like, you know, like how, uh, you know what? If I need to, I'll throw a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on I'll throw record. A game. It's on record. It's terrible. <laughs> but but, ah, but terrible. my point is the demons still have their pick. Yes. Demons. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I'm not saying that this is the reason he did it or anything like that. I'm just, I, I find, you know, this early on in the year, there's a little bit of a fire sale going. Now, yeah. Is that, um, does that happen without Connor Bedard? Um, I think, Personally, I think Tom made like getting Beneers and Zegris great move. Yeah, I think it I, like it killed I, me to let go of those guys. But yeah. yeah, sorry, Mike. I think he made the right move. Now I, I know what you're saying, Scott. Like, Jesus, it's, it's kind of early to pull the plug, if you will. But I can see it from his point of view as well, and a lot of it has to do with. I mean, if you look at our standings right now, right. Joel and myself five one and one. You're at five and two. 
and Marty's at four, two, and one. Now, if I'm Tom, I'm at two and five. Like, okay, so I passed the Buccaneers. Okay, that's fine. Now I've got it. Now I've got four other teams that mm-hmm. I've got to leapfrog. It's not just the fact that he's got to catch up in actual games. It's what's going on with the other four. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm looking at the apocalypse right now. That's great. And I, that, that's my goal right now. But what about the dragons? What about the brigands? What about the Royals? Like what's going on with their games? So he's got to leapfrog everybody. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've done it this early, but that that's when I made my move to, to rebuild is at a certain point. I want to say it was 2016 or 17. You kind of sit back and you're like, okay, well, yeah. You know, even, even if I go on an absolute run, like, okay, great. Again, the apocalypse. Okay. Like catch them. But what's got, what's going on with the dragons in the last eight to nine weeks, brigands, Royals. So I can see a little bit where Tom's coming from. And, and in all reality, you know, were you okay when i say we're using him like we're all going to his team i mean i know marty you went and, and made a trade with with uh the pawn hogs yeah but we're going to these rebuilding teams well get, they're using us too like i mean oh, oh yeah absolutely maybe, maybe you maybe use isn't a good word there that's it's not the proper word but i mean you know scott who the hell wouldn't want uh mckinnon <laughs> now of course that's going to cost you so tom you know, he's getting something that he's going to be able to work with here moving forward as well. And at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think Tom was in a little bit of a transition anyway, no matter which way you looked at it at the beginning of the year. Like, he could have went either way. He, he could have. Well, yeah. You know, I, he could have been. Hats off to him, man, because he came to me with a proposal. He started it. Dude, yeah. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it was McKinnon, honestly. Like, I was really shocked to see that was McKinnon. Um, yeah, it, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say now he's won two in a row <laughs> now, right now it's all, now it turns out it's all working. It's all upside from here. You, no, it, was, I, it, it was, it was good moves all around. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, fi- I find the past, I find the past couple of years you've had, I mean, we're, we're doing it again here. We're what five teams, sorry, four yeah. teams that, that are fighting for it right now. And when I say fighting for it, I mean, you've got the the top teams at five, one, and one, and the fourth place team is at four, two, and one. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be a dogfight here again, and it kind of doesn't surprise me that we all made these these trades uh, this early. I mean, this, I, I, I I think, I think Tom Scott, did I, it. I think the smart thing is that Tom did it, and he did it when he did it because he knew he can get. A lot of value. I mean, he could have waited and it maybe there's a little bit more desperation, but maybe you do this move early to get the kind of players that you want early because maybe before those other players become too good, the deal doesn't, doesn't actually won't go down because those other players are actually benefiting that team. So totally. before that gets hot, before Ben Yers gets hot, you trade for him now. The other like, angle, uh, too, like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, Scott's going to have a harder time trading Beneers when he's got 50 points in 50 games or 55 games. Exactly. Right. So better to get him before he pops, so to speak. Because with McKinnon now, so for Scott, and this is, in my opinion, this is where you're at. And that's why the McKinnon trade makes the most sense for you. Your team has obviously come into itself. Um, Having a player like a McKinnon gives you that guaranteed top dollar value you've got a player who you can set and forget 
Whereas the other players, you're going to, you're, they're still going to have a leash. They can actually take a step back next year and you're still going to protect them. And it's okay. But what happens to your season? Because right now you're winning and you're doing really good. And if you can get a McKinnon, which you did, then that makes sure you continue to win while your team can tries to make sure that they become more consistent. So you've got McKinnon's how old is McKinnon? 27. Yeah. That's, yep. I, that, yep. that, that, that for me is, is so, where yeah. it really, really hits home. He's like the guy's it, still 27 years now. old. He's in this prime now. Yep. You've got five years minimum with him of prime time with McKinnon. We've seen that with other players like Crosby and Ovechkin, where you can rely on them for a lot longer now because the game is slightly different. Yes. Obviously sitting back and watching some of the players you let go do really well. Is it going to sting? Of course it's going to sting. It's in the same way that it's going to sting if you traded someone who wasn't super young and, and another stuff. Anytime you trade a player and you watch them go do better somewhere else or go do good, you get that hit a little bit. And it's fine. That's that's just normal. Scott, you did a very good trade. This is money in the bank for you. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you don't need me and, to do and, that, but you're welcome. And, and as a matter of fact, I think that all the trades that, that everyone made, I mean, that that. They're all going to help. They're all going to help those particular the managers. End, yeah, they're going to help. Yeah. I mean, hell, I dressed Tuck this week, so guys playing four games, you got to put him in there. Absolutely, yeah. and he's pretty totally. consistent this year. And like, who doesn't love that Buffalo offense? At least that top line in Buffalo, anyways. Like that line, that's an exciting. You want a piece of that. That's why I was excited to go after someone like uh, Batherson as well, because I always wanted a piece of Ottawa. I wanted a good piece of Ottawa. Um, going after Giroux was kind of a no-brainer for me. But I I know that in the long run, Giroux's not the one I really want to hold on to. I wouldn't protect Giroux. Batherson, I'll protect 100%. I will keep him going forward. That's why, like you said earlier, the first round pick is easier to take, especially because it's two uh, three years down the road. Uh, but that first rounder is a lot easier to take when you know you're going to be protecting that guy. And I yeah. got faith in Batherson. He'll be good. Well, that was the other I thing. Mean, like, like Without a doubt, I was going to, I'd be keeping Berniers and and yeah. uh, Zegras. There was no doubt. No. But I got two players back that I'm definitely going to be keeping. And obviously, yeah. Rust is Rust. Yeah. Um, but Ekblad and, and McKinnon, oh, 100%. Like I'm going to have a hard time figuring out my D here when it comes time to keep oh, them. Oh, your D. Oh, God. But, I want to think of you. Yeah. I, I, not that I wish bad for anybody when I trade them, but I'm really like I'm really rooting for Zegris and Beniers on his team. I think they're going to be awesome. Um, they are. They're so much fun to watch. Um, and I, I, I'm going to echo that big time too. Those are two players right now that it's funny because I was thinking in my mind, like you know, I, I'm thinking about Crosby still or or McDavid and Drysaitel, and I'm thinking about the top players, but I'm thinking about the players coming up, the next the the next round the next wave of players that will be dominating the league. And those are two of them that are going to be in that mix. Uh, very exciting. Like there's a, there's a lot of really good future for hockey in terms of excitement uh, players that can actually put the puck in the net and be dynamic about it. Zegers, especially like we've, that's almost his moniker right now is, is he's considered one of the most dynamic players in the league. Uh, Benier is obviously coming into his own this year. I think there's still a bigger ceiling for him. I don't think we're seeing it necessarily right now. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. I think this is just a little bit of how good he is. He's going to be that much better. Again, Seattle, smart. Ron Francis knows what he's doing. So it makes sense. Yeah. The, the comparison that I've seen for Beniers is, uh, uh, Barzell, obviously not this year's Barzell, but every nope. other year Barzell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's been his comparison. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh... I I would give him a higher ceiling than than uh, Barzell, in, in my opinion. 
I see Beniers being more of um, geez, on the spot. Way to go. Uh, I don't know. Like someone who's he might even be his own type of player because he's got a good mix of a little bit of everything. Good out, good out. Uh, by the yeah, way. not bad. <laughs> I I work in the political area, so I know how to get out of stuff. Um, no, but just he's a he's a solid player, well rounded, and I do think in the end you're looking at an eighty to ninety point perennial player with the potential to go higher. And this is such an early concept. I shouldn't even be doing that to his career because we haven't seen enough really. But it's just, again, in Seattle, watching him play, how exciting it is to watch him play. He's, I don't know, I, I get a good sense for him. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Right, Torts? <laughs> right, Torts. <laughs> I I will say too, and I'm going to give my hats off to Tom because I, all my years in this league, I find Tom one of the harder. He, he, he does a, he runs a tight ship when it comes to he trades. Does. He does. Um, so I give him, and I did not, you guys, this may surprise you. I didn't jump right away at this. It took, took a little while. Seriously, yeah, really, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I did so a lot, a lot of. of back, were there other players involved in the back and forth? Uh, not really. I, okay. Um, it, there were some picks that were talked okay. about. Um, I was potentially gonna grab a different, different D. I wasn't gonna go with that blood. Um. But you then, wanted someone else and he put Ekblad in there? I wouldn't say I wanted someone else. Okay. I was doing the due diligence. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, oh my God. Who is it? Who? And, um, and then when I, and then, and so anyway, we, I finally was like, screw it, pull the trigger. I'm ridiculous if I don't do this. And yes. then, and then I was like, <laughs> then, then the next message was, you want Savannah Jet? I'm like, Jesus. Jesus. One after another. Here we go. I don't, I don't imagine. Have, have, oh my no, God. But, but, here, but here's the thing. Like, oh my God. My, I, I, I think I have a couple of Zabanajads in the, in the rough it, uh, coming okay. up already. So I was okay. like, I don't need it. Okay. I can see that. I can see, I can see not needing to protect another Zabanajad. But I can see taking one for the, He's for the like, run. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I'm listen. I did not expect to be in the position I'm in this year. That's fair. My trajectory, my plan was not. I wanted to be middle, honestly. Yeah, that's where I thought I was going to get. I just didn't want to hand give away, a, you know, a top three yeah, I pick. I just didn't yeah. want to do that. And um, so I'm pleasantly surprised where things are, but I yeah. still like, I still have my trajectory. So I didn't want to uh, blow it all this year on, on a, on a run. I think I can still, I think I could still make a, a good run at it with the team. With have, what so. you, absolutely. There's, there's nothing wrong with not getting some advantage with what you have in your lineup. Like, yeah, you're going to be absolutely fine. Um, it's the injury to line. It really sucks because it, it makes you that much more potent. Um, it Jesus. also, it also Man. begs the question, do you protect him for next year? Oh because my gosh. Doing so well without him. Me and Lina, we go back a couple. Yeah. Freaking he, guy. He's, he, he's not your favorite player, but he's also your favorite player. <laughs> like, oh, every, although like just, I don't even No, I can't get into Lina. I got to pull the shoot on this. This you know is going to take us down a whole other you know, level. Oh, hey, he's bailing. Dude, like, he's bailing. I'm just going to – one more thing, though. He's only out until December 13th. You still get him. It's not like he's out for oh, the season. Oh, I know. But he was also 
out already. This is injury number two this year. Yeah. God damn, he's only 24, eh? It's ridiculous. It's so crazy. The amount of talent that guy has. Yeah. Guy, imagine him on a good team. Like, <laughs> oh and, and I thought for sure, like with Johnny Hockey in town, things yeah. were going to be click, click, click. Yep. <laughs> it's hard to be click, click, click when you're uh, sitting in the sitting in the box. It is. He and he played last year to 56 and 56 with 26 goals. Like all that talent just sitting on the bench. That's got to be killing you. But you're getting him like you're doing well without him. Yeah, he just needs to stay healthy. But I think we're looking at either this is this is who it's either this is who he is. And we all look back and go, God, what if, you know, like not necessarily Peter Forsberg, but kind of Peter Forsberg. But maybe maybe this is just him getting his injuries out of the way. And then somehow in the back end of his season or middle of his, of his career, sorry, um, he actually stays healthy and you get that chunk of uh, the, his best years. So that's the that's the bigger question. Do you end up protecting him as a manager? Is he worth the risk? Is he worse? Is he worth the roster spot? I'll uh, I have a few months to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's something to linger. That's for sure. Now. Uh-oh. I was just going to say that I, I think Scott's team is going to be the type of team that everybody's going to feast on at the draft. Because <laughs> you you just can't keep everybody biting. There is a plethora of great talent on that roster. I've so, laid out who you're going to protect so many times. So, like, that was also part of my strategy. I was like, I need to get players who I could do a good run with this year, but like my strategy is all, and it's not any different than probably anybody else's, which is like, I make all my moves by saying, who does this kick out of my protected list? Who yeah. does this kick out? Yeah. And so that's all I've been doing. And, and so <laughs> the non-protected list gets better and better. You know what, actually the other thing too, and maybe I'm an idiot for following this, but I actually, in our week to week, our head to head, I actually look at not only the active players, but I go, did I win on the bench too? Yeah. Oh, I do that every time. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, that's part of the strategy. Although Absolutely. I hate it when I, when I win on the bench and lose and active. It hurts that's, a little more. Yeah. That's no good. That's <laughs> no. not, that's bad strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, speaking, speaking of hurting there, Scott, you're down three to one this week already. Come oh, on. What? No, stop it. Oh. Are you serious? Is it three one already? Oh, it is. Here's, oh, here, oh my God. That's it. Here's, the Here's the best part. Here's the best part. The 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 Cougars are up on the apocalypse six to two. He's got six points up already. Oh my! And the pawn hogs are up. And the, the pawn hogs are up on me three nothing. And forty five minutes ago, and, and the demons yeah. are losing to the Buccaneers. That's that's really interesting. And there but, you go. Yeah, it's 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 way too early. Way too. I'm not calling anything against you, Scott. Not even. Oh God, my God. Are any. You know what? All of my players are currently playing. You still have one, two, three. You still got three players that haven't even they haven't even dropped the puck yet. And it's <laughs> fuck off. It's Ekblad, Kachuk, <laughs> Matthew, and Kairu, who's just been on a tear lately. We'll talk about him a little later on. Um, tell me Thompson's in that zone. He is. He's guarding a cage against yes. Columbus. I got a good chance at a shutout. If I can pull that shutout in the first week, then I got a hope. I got I got a little bit of hope there. Not much. If, if Scott loses again for the second week in a row with McKinnon in the lineup, <laughs> that's going to be a little funny. Can I'm you trade it? I'll trade him back. Uh, okay. 
at that point, Scott, if that does happen, I will accept full responsibility for your fallen season at that point. Just no, first off. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. (laughs) I listening last week, some great tire pumping. I appreciate it. My, my tires were a little flat last week, so I really appreciate that. Okay. This 26 and one, (laughs) I was like, I'm with you all the way. I love everything you're saying. And then you went 26 and one. I'm like, there it is. There it is. It's It's over. It's over. That's the one that did it for sure. You don't predict the actual record. You don't do that unless no, no. you're the unless you're the other team. There has never been a moment in 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 anybody's life where where they in professional or amateur where somebody has said you're going to go undefeated for the rest of the year and they actually did. And they actually did. It's never happened. No, it's it like, doesn't. You, it's like calling a shutout with five minutes left. You just right. you don't yeah. do it. No, you don't do it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Mar- so Marty now it's twenty-five and two. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There it is. <laughs> oh, Christ! Every week, every week. Yeah, that's right. Every week until this is the only thing we got left, Scott. You got too many good players, and we t- we don't have as many. We, this is the only one. We have superstition. That's what we have left. It's it's going to be March, and you guys are you're. It's going to be like all right, five and twenty. That's what it'll be. <laughs> you know. You know what, Scott. It's all it's all out of love. We just gotta <laughs> knock you down a peg. We Absolutely. just gotta it, knock you down a peg. It's same fair. way. Same way it's we did fair. Mike last year. Uh, and I believe a little bit of myself every once in a while too. It's so fair. You I earned it. It means was, you're doing really well. No, I was laughing, but it was, it, it was the moment you said that. One time my brother and I were watching opening night of the Bills versus the uh, Patriots and my brother right near the end. He's like, I can't believe the bills are going to win this. And I was like, uh, <laughs> sure enough, they lost. <laughs> wow. Good yeah. move. Good yeah. move. That's what brothers are for though. Right. Ruining everything. I think, I think we've got something to help make Scott feel better anyway about it. Do we? Mm-hmm. Well, we still do have our beauties in the beast. <gasps> this is true. All right, so there's a little bit of hope to hold on to here. Okay, so this is good. This is the last segment of the night, and, Beauties and the Beasts. There's a lot of good here. Actually, there's a lot of good here. And I think Scott should lead us off. Do it, Scott. All right, all right. He's not so. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my beauty this week is are the Royals. No, just kidding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done. No, no. I am I'm gonna call it the the New Jersey Devils, but specifically their whole plus minus. It is out of control. So <laughs> if you look at um uh the 20 top players in the NHL right now, plus minus wise, eight of the New Jersey Devils are in that top twenty. Holy However, geez. If you just look at the top eight, they have five players in the top top eight for uh, plus minus. God. It is out of control. Also, they're the best even strength team in the league. So, like these goals aren't just coming aren't aren't necessarily just wow. coming because they got like tons of power plays or anything yeah. like that. Um, they have sixty five goals at even strength, and. If you if you take a look at that per sixty, they're scoring about three point three three per sixty at even strength. The second place team oh, after shit. that is Dallas at three point oh five. Like they are just oh, wow, that's a big dominating. Game. They're scoring across every one of their lines. It's just crazy. Um, 
uh, and they, yeah, I just, I think that plus minus is out of control. <laughs> um, it, it, what is even crazier is if you look at their plus minus, their goal differential as a team right now, which yeah. is they're a plus 34. So they have 34 oh, more goals crap. than they've, than they've let in only Boston's ahead of them, but 38, like, I mean, yeah, forget about Boston. They're, they're, they're third, they're third in the league in goals for and third in the league in goals against. Yeah. Like first, it's not first. I'm looking at first right here. Their goals against per game is first. They're at 2.18 and their goals per is third at 3.73. Oh yeah. Goals against goals against no, sorry. Goals against total, like total yeah. goals against this year. They oh, sorry. What? 48. Okay. Yes, gotcha, per gotcha. game, per game, they're first though. Yeah. What's yeah. interesting is their power play is their worst. Uh, they're yeah. 22nd at 20.3%, which is a great thing to be the worst at for now. Going into the playoffs, you want that to change. But for now, what talk about a great little problem to have to work on during practice. Guys, let's just work on our power play. That's fun. Teams love working on power plays. You get a man advantage. You can be creative, pass the puck around, get creative and, and find. I said that already. And throw the puck around <laughs> and, and find like something special to click on. That's awesome because the rest of it's working. Third, first, and seventh for goals per, goals against, and uh, penalty kill. So, Scott, yeah, man, good, I, I, way to point that out, man. I would take I would take best in the league at five on five over penalty kill or penalty power play any day. 100%. Like, you play most of the game at five on five, not in power play. That that takes a lot of work to do that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 super impressive. And I didn't, you know, I'm I'm watching. I watched the Devils a little bit this week or last week, actually recently because they're just way too much fun to watch. They're so <laughs> fast. They are. Um, but I had no idea that they were. Oh yeah, this is another crazy stat. One, two, three, four. Oh, they only have four players who are minus on their entire team. Holy, yeah. Like, but actually, how many games have those minuses played? Uh, oh, down 22. here, twenty-two. So the only the highest six, twenty-two, yeah. four. So their team essentially has one minus player. Yeah. Essentially, that's insane. Yeah, it's they are they are. I think. Wow. I think they're the real deal. And I think like I'm I'm gonna love watching again. I'm a bitter I'm super bitter because I'm a Sens fan and I'm yeah. like, this should be my team. Like, yeah. This is what my team should be doing. Um, but they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch coming down. You know, I'm not gonna it's a long season, so who knows what the heck happens here. But to me, the nice things about this is when you have a team that has a plus minus like that, you only have one player that's a neg negative. Yeah. on that team if you get an injury you can survive it you're fine and that's yeah. where that's where i see that like plus minus really coming in as a stat Good is call. i can put another player on the ice and yeah. be confident whereas you can not every team could say that right a lot of teams are front loaded and you lose that one player in the whole you, you're 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 crossing your fingers and toes every week <laughs> but this one like i think they can survive an injury which is gonna happen oh yeah um and and uh yeah so that was my beauty this week i i just think that plus minus for that team um we could probably talk about new jersey for days cuz they're just easily yeah wild but um yeah i'm i'm a super i'm a i'm, I'm that stat kind of blew me away yeah and I, i'm a i'm a new jersey believer 
for sure this year. They're a lot, like you said, they're a lot of fun to watch. They're a lot of fun to root for. So many players on that team that you actually are happy for, like Jesper Brad, Jack Hughes, uh, Hersher, Hamilton. Well, maybe not Hamilton. <laughs> even Tatar actually I'm happy to see him I've always liked Tatar I liked him in Montreal loved him in D- Detroit really liked him in Montreal and right now I'm thinking like geez good for him like that was a smart move to go over to New Jersey um and he may not be the biggest contributor but he's a plus 16 he's actually third on that team in the plus area he's only playing 14 minutes and he's got 13 points so like this team is just stacked top to bottom and I believe he's because I'm saying that because I believe he's on the third line so they're just well balanced. There's, I think there's eight or nine players with five goals or more. Um, that kind of stuff I just love to see where everybody's got a little bit of the love. These are players like, yeah, they're top loaded with 17, 19 and 19 minutes in terms of their top players. But after that, it's a nice balance between 10 to 15 minutes for everybody else. But everyone is still contributing no matter what the minutes are. So that's what I love to see. That system is obviously working. And yeah, Lindy Ruff, early favorite for um, for the Jack... Uh, Jack Adams Award. Jack Adams? Is that right? Is that the one? Jack Flack Award? Jack Flack. I don't know who that is. Jack Black? Jack Black (laughs) Award. I know who that is. Well, we'll cut this part out. No, we won't. (laughs) No. It's a lot of work, work, Scott. You can cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) No. Print as is. All right. Trust me, it is a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) So who's your beast, though? Do you want me to go to beast or you guys want? I'll go to beast. Yeah, go beast. Go beast. All right, fellas, I'm going to take a little detour here for you. It's not your usual beast. And I really debated whether this was going to be a beast or beauty because I think they both qualify here. But I landed on I landed on beast. The beast this week for me is the Las Vegas pregame show. (laughs) Can I don't tell them? Don't I don't know. Don't say anything to Joel. Don't say anything to Joel. No, no. why? No. Is he loves going? Joel loves it. Yeah. Oh, he loves it all. God. Have you watched it? it I've is, seen a yeah, little man. bit of it. But are you it, are you talking about something you saw specifically though? I don't know if they do. So, let me let me walk you through this. Okay. <laughs> I love so, it. it starts with and <clears> I'm <throat> a big fan of pregame shows. I don't think anybody does it better than Montreal. Oh. Flat out. They okay. are the best. <clears throat> before a game ceremony flat out this thing is just out of control so it starts (laughs) with too much with two nights on the ice and they do the projection thing onto the ice and these two nights are doing some sort of cosmic battle where there's (laughs) so one of them happens to be you know the opposing team and one of them is the golden knight i guess who Uh, wins every night the golden knight wins the battle the cosmic battle so surprised um and then, so once once he defeats him, the the Golden Knight goes to the center of the ice and gets the crowd going by. He's got a sword and a and a shield, and he just starts banging it. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. clapping goes. He then skates over to one side of the ice, points to the sky, and suddenly there's this giant knight helmet being lowered from the sky. Sure, you know, you know, like the sharks do with the shark all the time. Know? Yep. But while that's being lowered, there's a drum line that appears up in the stands. Drum line. Not just not just a normal drum line. They're dressed in some sort of futuristic clothes and they've oh, got okay. glasses that look okay. like headlights and they're just drumming away. <laughs> and this goes on for a lot longer than it should. <laughs> like this goes on for a little like 
Is way it, too if, long. If it's 10 minutes, oh, does man. it go on for seven minutes too long? You know, like everything in Vegas happens quickly. This didn't. This isn't happened. Um, <laughs> I lost my finally, money pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. See, exactly. <laughs> you do a lot of bad things quickly. Oh, I'm in Vegas. seeing it now. Oh my and then, and then uh, the, the announcer will yell, Vegas, it's nighttime. And then they just put these words nighttime and then the team comes out. But you know what? The whole time I'm watching this, okay? And it's just ridiculous and over the top. You know how right before the four refs, the, the two refs and the linesmen yeah. come out and starts doing their laps and checking the nets yeah. while all of this is happening. And all I could think was like, these four must be going like, really? I'm trying to do a professional job and I'm in the middle of a play. Like what is happening here? Yeah. Uh, I could, oh it, man. Not I'm watching it right not now. I'm fan. watching it right now. And it's you also, there's the giant helmet that they got to wheel out. I'm, um, I'm just like, I'm just where like, does this happen? I'm just when I when I was watching it the other oh minute, it gets like, lowered oh, the yeah. helmet gets lowered from the ceiling yeah oh yeah all yeah. the way did, down did you see them come out the other uh, two nights ago or this last is, night even this they is versus out, Ottawa they came out in black black lights and their yes. Vegas everything was showing up yes that was okay so glow in the dark yeah, yeah. there was glowing so with that I'm I'm on the fence with that like because on the one hand initially right away I'm like nah this is stupid come on you're making the NHL look really gimmicky and then I saw them I was like oh damn it those look really cool yeah no <laughs> like, I, thought, I, I thought that was kind of dope but this yeah. whole like this cosmic, other thing here yeah cosmic night battle and honestly I couldn't figure out whether like this is a beauty or a beast because I'm half of me is like this is so ridiculous it's amazing and the other half of me is no, 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 Montreal just... sets the standard and I don't know where this lands, but it's not, it's not. Tell so... me though, okay, but tell me this isn't exactly Vegas though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's everything. It's everything you can imagine Vegas being. <laughs> and, um, and more. <laughs> can I add one more just really quick beast? This only because yes. only because you're the guest. Yes, sir. Can we, here's my beast. Any announcer who describes a player as that guy just loves to score. <laughs> is there somebody in the league who doesn't like scoring? Like, why <laughs> they, and then, and then uh, the whole time I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, I wonder, like, imagine if Crosby, like deep down, he like hates really it. hates it. Hates he it. can't stand it. Hates scoring, but he just, <laughs> he can't help himself. It's just, he's too good. <laughs> and and like, but it's a punch to the gut every time he scores. Every time, oh god, not another one. I, that line. <laughs> this guy loves to score. Oh, you know <laughs> what? This guy loves to score. You know what? This Matt? team loves to win. <laughs> you know what, Marty Jack Hughes? Just you know what you got to like about him? He just loves to score. Not like <laughs> not not like that Jasper Bratt guy. Nah, he hates it. No, no he, he doesn't want it. it. No, yeah. I, so that's my other beast. Anybody that's a good can, call. That's a good call. I like that you branched call. out. I like that you branched out from players uh, on both of those. <laughs> yeah, and found yeah, that was good. Things I like that. I like that angle. I like the perspective. Hockey in general. Hockey. We in got. General. That's right. We got to keep the NHL in check because uh, those two things, like you said, though the Vegas on the fence because it's it's so Vegas that it it works or does it? That's where it you live. Like, with, that's where you live like, with it. Sounds like Joel and I need to do a little debating on this. You do, and we should have oh, both absolutely. of you on. 
and uh, and really let you guys go at it. <laughs> so many issues with this mic stand; it's not even funny. All right, um, those, those those are my beauties and beasts. All right, all right, Mike, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Rock paper scissors. I, what? You go ahead, bud. You go ahead. All right. So I'm going to start mine off with uh, Jordan Cairo. I mentioned him earlier. Um, now the Blues may have finally figured things out. Uh, and but honestly, and the big reason for that is the play of one Mr. Cairo. Uh, Scott, I think shockingly, you have him. Yes, he did. <laughs> he's done all right for you the last two weeks, has he not? I think the f- two weeks ago was seven points, and this past week was maybe six or something like that. Yeah, uh, not far off, anyways. But um, so he's, he's actually currently on an eight game point streak with 13 points in that span, five goals, eight assists. While he's sitting overall as a minus 12, that's more of a reflection on the team. Um, but in that span of those eight games I just mentioned, he is actually a plus four. So things are clearly on the up and up for him as well as the team. I do think there's a certain truth to the statement of where this team goes. Jordan Cairo is taking them. Um, he's young, dynamic enough. He's got the contract. He's got the chops to back it up. I think this is his team. I think the O'Reilly's days are numbers. Tarasenko's days are numbered. I think eventually you see Cairo as being one of the lone guys standing there. And then you've got the surrounding cast of younger kids like, uh, uh Buchnevich or Thomas and, and company, but Cairo right now, I see absolutely no reason why anybody should be trading him, not dressing him. Um, I, I love, I've always loved his game. I did. I have him at one point. I, I feel like I did at one point, but if I didn't, it's because I've just in my mind, I've dreamt about having him on my team. So <laughs> Jordan Cairo, man, he's the real deal. And he owns the St. Louis blues team. You're going to have some tough decisions to make in the off season. Scott, the more we talk, Holy Jesus. I, it's going to be massive decisions making man on your part. Massive Hurt, hurtful decisions. <laughs> this is a problem I don't mind having. Yeah, it is. You know, I like that theory too, though, by the way, the, or the strategy that if you've got your bench almost as good as your starting nine, you can't go wrong. And then you can start making nope. some serious trades because now you've owned now that that's like, that's how you own the season and the off season that you have a plethora of players that if you trade one, no problem, I'll protect another one because I got another one sitting <laughs> on the bench. Everything's fine. Uh, so you moving, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to add, and I, like I'm just looking at this right now, the expected lineup for tonight versus Dallas. Kyra's on the third line. Doesn't matter. Like, no, but I mean, that's like... You're right. That's how good... <laughs> he's yeah. crazy good. And I it, it, what I, I love about remember, his... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, what I, what I love about his game is that it doesn't matter where he plays, he really seems to compliment other players around him and sort of make that whole line his. And they, they kind of beat to his drum, and I like that. Yeah, and I appreciate that he came over to the Royals. I know he didn't like his previous team at all. <laughs> oh my um, god. They Her, just we didn't want we didn't want that, the bum. Burn that bridge, eh? Holy didn't want the bum. Oh regret. I think that's regret. <laughs> <laughs> that's not truth. That's regret talking. I'm hurt inside. Um, I got a first rounder for him. I'm happy. I'm you, happy. And that's yep. the thing. Yeah, so first rounder. So like, it's not like you really lucked out uh, Scott or Mike in one way or another. I think that trade was very, very adequate for both of you. But I do feel in the long run that Cairo, you like you couldn't if had you made. Sorry, had you not made the trade, it would have been fine, too, because Cairo is the long haul kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I have uh I have him on my NHL 2022 uh 
PS5 game too. So like oh. I'm all in on Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere you've got wow. a fantasy reach, you've got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes Holy sense. cow. <laughs> that's the that's love. That's what that, if you've got him on your PS game, then that's love. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to recreate my fantasy team oh. on my PS team. <laughs> Please do make that trade for McKinnon and see if it goes through. See how, <laughs> see how hard it is to go. That's a really good idea. Go through all those trades and see how difficult it is to get those players on your team, seeing what you have to give up. That's an interesting what it, concept. What it actually takes. Yeah. And we need to, we need to, that's part of the show. You're coming back. We're going to need some results on that. I love it. I <laughs> need love some it. updates. We're going to need yep. updates. Big Done. time. Like weekly. I don't know. Make it happen. Let us know which trades it, you're in the midst trades of included. or trying. Yeah. yeah. All of it. The whole thing. <laughs> Um, post it on Twitter and we'll, we'll retweet it for you. <clears throat> so and I'm going to end. So this week we did things a little bit differently. Everybody was just choosing one beauty and one beast since there's three of us. So my beast for this week is Sergey Bobrovsky because I'm fucking done. Stessy, Zafini. He hasn't even played since November 20th. And even on that game, he let him five goals on 18 shots. So it's safe to say it's over for Bobrovsky. Um, just honestly, if you're, if you're an owner like I am with him, it's been difficult to justify putting him in early on and continuously, uh, I'm sure if you're like me, you did because you banked on the fact that this is Florida, this is Bobrovsky. Eventually, he'll figure it out. Eventually, they'll figure it out. Maybe some W's, yes, but not that many. Um, his numbers have just been atrocious. Uh, 362 goals against and the 888 save percentage. He did this in Columbus where he was really good for a really long stretch and then all of a sudden kind of fell off the face of the earth, then got picked up by Florida. Massive contract uh, and then played really well for them. Not to the Vesna caliber that he had in Columbus, but he has played really well for them in the early on. Hasn't done that in a very long time. <laughs> so it's over. I think the only thing that saves him is if he gets traded. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think there's too many years left on this contract. I haven't looked at it. I'm too disgusted to look at anything Bobrovsky. I don't like him. <laughs> Bobrovsky, get in here. Get into my office because you're fucking fired. Shake <laughs> <Check> those sideburns. <laughs> All right, so moving over to my beauties and beasts this week, uh, we've got Andre Kuzmenko, oh, man. who will be my be my beauty this week. Uh, you're looking at a five eleven forward, 194 pounds. He's 26 years old. In 21 games played, he's got 11 goals, 10 assists for 21 points. So you're li looking at a literal point per game player. Uh, he got a lot of hype over the course of the summer. There were several teams that were looking for him. Um, the Canucks were able to land him and he has certainly paid huge dividends to start the year. That's for sure. Uh, he, I believe, I believe he's playing on, well, he was playing on the second line. I'm not sure if he's on that first line yet or not. But either way, he is definitely making the most of his, uh, his ice time. He's only playing 15, 18 a night and he's got uh, a point per game, 21 and 21. I mean, he's equal to tuck right now, if you want to kind of give a comparison point production wise. So, I mean, second, even straight, him, second power play. There you go. So I mean, the guy's getting the guy's getting some decent time uh, on this on that second line. I would I'd love to see him on the first power play. That'd be great. But there's you'd have to squeeze somebody out there that probably yeah. deserves to be there in the first place. Yeah. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, for any fantasy manager, especially if you were in daily fantasy and you were able to get your hands on this guy before he kind of pop, good on you. Um, Obviously, he's going to be a guy that'll probably be looked at through our uh, draft at uh, at midseason, if I'm not mistaken. So there you are. Andre Kuzmenko is your beauty this week. 
No, he's or your my beauty. Beast. Well, he's my beauty. <laughs> he is a beauty. All right, fine. He counts. My beast, Freddie Anderson. Oh. Anybody who anybody who's owned this guy over the past Hard. couple of years, and a few of the have either acquired him through a draft or through a trade. I mean, any of the, any of the managers nabbing him, you guys know what you're getting into. He is going to miss time at some point during the year. I mean, this year so far, eight games played, five wins, three losses. The peripheral numbers are not that great. 2.72 goals against average and an 891 save percentage. Just not going to be cutting it. Now, thankfully for Carolina, they have. Now, let me try and pronounce this properly. Peter Kochikov. I think I got it. Probably, probably better than what I would have done. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely better, better than you would have done. That's for sure. <laughs> and this and this kid's actually had uh, a little bit of um, an audition in last year's playoffs, and he is obviously getting time this year with both Ranta and uh, Anderson on the uh, on the mend. So, if you uh, if you are if you are an Anderson owner, I would highly suggest you get your hands on uh, the super rookie uh Kachikov. he's definitely going to be worth it for Kachikov. sure if for nothing else Kachikov. the fact that he's actually going to play some games yeah that's a big one Kachikov. <laughs> god bless you, bless you. <laughs> so there is my beast for the week freddie anderson oh damn does that mean the show's over because i don't want the show to be over can I give one last little thing for you? Absolutely. Marty? You'll be happy. Oh, about absolutely. This. You'll be happy about this. Uh, now, this number has changed since I looked, but right now the Leafs are up on Detroit three to one. Huso's oh. in nets. Oh. Guess how many shots Huso has had against him and how many goals he's let in? Six uh, shots, three goals. Are you serious? So Whoa, yeah, that's not good. C'est pas bon fou. No, but you'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. But Vanacek, my point is, Vanacek is in nets. He's up yeah, three yeah. two currently. Yeah, I've got that going. But the whole <laughs> the Huso was one that really hurts, though. By the way, um, not only because Bobrovsky is doing so bad, but because I I legitimately had faith in him and his future in Detroit. Predominantly because Eisenman went and got him, right? And didn't just sign him to one year. He signed him to a three-year. And in my mind, I thought that's, to me, that's, I have faith in you, but prove it. And then I'll give you something bigger on the back end. That, to me, that's what this contract is. And I think Huso is doing exactly that. And I knew that, but I, in my mind, I was like, you know what, though? I need some guaranteed wins. Florida is going to be good. Bobrovsky is going to be good. Here we go. So that's that was that was a deciding factor, but that was wrong, obviously. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but Huso, absolutely great pickup, Scott. Like uh, to me, he's going to be a huge reason why you do so well this season too. And one of the reasons why you have done so well. At the start of the year, though, like you made the right move, Marty. I mean, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and if we're looking at it now, yeah, you should have let Bobrovsky go, blah blah. But but I mean, you're a contending team. Uh, you, I mean. Yes, Detroit's probably playing better than any of us probably thought they would be. I yeah. mean, I, I thought they would have struggled a little bit more than they actually have. Yeah. So you made the right you made the right choice at the time. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I, it's funny. 
Because you you traded for him last year. How'd that work out? No, so, I picked him up midseason. You picked him up midseason. That's yeah. right. I wasn't a big Huso fan last season. Oh shit! You know? No way. Yeah, oh. yeah. I I wasn't a believer. Fraud. Um. Yeah. Until this until the summer, and I was like, okay, you know, because I had Nedeljkovic last year, and I was like, okay, yeah. one of these two are gonna go, and I just don't know which one it's gonna be, and I don't mind being on a upstart red wings team so either team so then yeah i went for him but and it's turned out turned out (laughs) other than tonight very nice right but that's Um, i mean the guy's got two startouts for you already this season uh he's really been very consistent all season long obviously he's going to lose some games that's just going to happen in fact he hasn't even lost this game yet so there's three shutouts Oh shit! I think you're right. I think he has three. I think at the time I mentioned it to you, he already had two, so that's why I was yeah. mistaken there. But Don't um, worry. he he was on my bench. He oh was he? Oh. <laughs> but you won no, your bench. <laughs> no, no, he was on my he was on my bench last week against uh, against Mike. But he was oh he was active. Actually. I got two shoutouts in the same night, which was not not a bad deal the week before. Did you lose on the bench though? Uh, I don't know. As That's well? A question. That's no, a I, question. last week, I think you outscored me on the bench, bud. Sounds right. Oh, my God. Did you? So the game where you, the week, so week seven? No, sorry. Sorry. Period. Yeah, two. period Why am I seven. Period two? Never mind. Period seven. Yeah. So you also lost on the bench. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I won 28. 28, 22. 22. My God. Both of you, though. 28 and 22 on the bench. Like, that's impressive. As just. To give you an idea of what other teams are doing, although 21 for Ryan, not bad. 13 for me. Hello. <laughs> That's sweet. 12 and 12 for the other two, Bucks and Apocalypse. And then to round it out, 7 and 12 with Pondhogs and Demons. So give you an idea, folks out there. Like I would say Mike as well, too. Like Mike and Scott, you guys, your teams are uh, operating slightly a- ahead of everybody else. But like Mike said at the beginning put, of the top got, of the show, you got to put Joel in there too, man. Jo- sorry, absolutely, absolutely right, a hundred percent. You're right. Uh, Joel is definitely those are the top. I mean, that's exactly why you guys are at the top. Um, and then there's going to be some some surprises here and there. But overall, I think it's it's you guys running for it. Even though I'm doing my best to try and keep up with you guys. The thing of it is, though, and listen, I'm not trying to make anybody feel good or anything here, type of deal. But yeah, okay, like me, Scott, and Joel. Okay, are are fighting for the the top spot, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way. But I mean, Marty, you've got a team that anybody can, and and furthermore, I mean, look at even last week with Jason, forty four points. Yeah, like a rebuilding team with forty four points. I mean, Christ, uh, Scott has had a hard time with him this year. Oh, you have you eked out your one victory against him. Text him every time. I'm like, he's my Achilles heel here. Yeah, yeah. Tom God might be turning it. a corner because, like you said, Scott, he's he's won uh, two weeks since that trade. So maybe there's something there because Berniers has definitely turned it on even more than when he was on your team. And although oh. right now wow, he's four three, but I mean he's also a really good team. Bunting, Berniers, Drysaitel, Dubois, Kuzmenko. He's got four guys on the IR. Oh, he's got four hurt. guys on the IR right now: Ehlers, oh, Josh Norris, Bogfist, oh, and eh? Lincolns. Wow, Mers Lincoln, he and, could stay in the IR. It's fine. <laughs> and and don't forget, Ealers was his first uh, round pick. Yes. So kind of his his big weapon has yeah. played like two games. 
Yeah, he, he comes back January third. His team is not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. He still has a very good team put together. It's just his record. He's going to have to try and catch up to. That's going to be the hardest part. When you go down a quarter of the season, when you go down, you end up having lost five games out of seven. That's a hard thing to catch up to because the rest of us aren't just all of a sudden going to fall off pace. So even if he was to keep up pace, it's going to be a difficult thing for him to do. Um, but not impossible. Like we saw with my dad last year chasing after Tom. So like I mentioned that before, so it's definitely doable and he definitely has the team for it. Um, it's the only question mark at this point though, is in, in nets for him where it, there's nothing great. Demko would be the best thing on his team, but aside from that, Pedersen, Bennington and Brzezinkins are just not going to cut it for him. That's probably the worst goaltender for some, um, including mine. And I don't have four goalies. So that says a lot. <laughs> 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 and it's and it sucks not your having one, four goalies. Your, your one non goalie is better. That's better than Merzlinkins because <laughs> at least I'm not eating any time. <laughs> oh, Columbus is a tire fire. Tire. Oh my god. Um. All right. Well, and I think that's it. I think that's the show. All right. That's pretty good. Them. Jesus, man, that was probably one of the funnest shows I've ever had. That. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash twogalag. Or you can follow us on Twitter where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.